Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source for good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. This is the Wikipedia page for PICA Disorder. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. I'm Victor Bernardo, KSN. Please subscribe, everybody. Please. Have you ever heard of PICA? I've only heard of PICA because I was on a Wikipedia dive recently and PICA came up on the dive. People out there who are listening to this show wiki listeners will call you i actually just love digging through wikipedia (laughs) and when i found pika i was like whoa just let's just get into it because the information's all here yeah i actually know a good amount about pika because i am a licensed mental health professional (laughs) pika disorder pika is the eating or craving of things that are not food It can be a disorder in itself or a sign of other cultural or medical phenomena. The ingested or craved substance may be biological, natural, or man-made. The term was drawn directly from the medieval Latin word for magpie, a bird subject to much folklore regarding its opportunistic feeding behaviors. There's a picture from a museum of the stomach contents 
of a patient who had pica. And these are the things that are listed. Stomach contents of a psychiatric patient with pica. 1,446 items, including 453 nails, 42 screws, safety pins, spoon tops, and salt and pepper shaker tops. See, I would question if this person actually had pica as a disorder or if they were engaging in pica behaviors for some other reason. Well, I don't know the difference, so it's good enough for me. According to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders 5th Edition, DSM-5, pica as a standalone eating disorder must persist for more than one month at an age when eating such objects is considered developmentally inappropriate, not part of culturally sanctioned practice and sufficiently severe to warrant clinical attention. Pica may lead to intoxication in children, which can result in an impairment of both physical and mental development. In addition, it may cause surgical emergencies to address intestinal obstructions, as well as more subtle symptoms such as nutritional deficiencies and parasitosis. Pica has been linked to other mental and emotional disorders, stressors such as emotional trauma, maternal deprivation, family issues, Parental neglect, pregnancy, and a disorganized family structure are risk factors for pica. Pica is most commonly seen in pregnant women, small children, and people who may have developmental disabilities such as autism. Children eating painted plaster containing lead may develop brain damage from lead poisoning. A similar risk exists from eating soil near roads that existed before the phase-out of tetraethylene or that were sprayed with oil to settle dust contaminated by toxic PCBs or dioxin. In addition to poisoning, a much greater risk exists of gastrointestinal obstruction or tearing in the stomach. Another risk of eating soil is the ingestion of animal feces and accompanying parasites. Pica can also be found in animals such as dogs and cats. Signs and Symptoms Pica is the consumption of substances with no significant nutritional value, such as soap, drywall, or paint. Subtypes are categorized by the substance eaten. Acuphasia, sharp objects. Amylophasia, purified starch as from corn. Cotopyriophasia, burnt matches. <laughs> Coniophagia, dust. I'm not laughing at what is being eaten. I'm just laughing at us trying to pronounce. We're looking at these words and we're we're taking them in before we're saying them. For instance, coprophagia, feces. Emetophagia, vomit. Geomelophagia, raw potatoes. Wait, there's no nutritional value in raw potatoes? Raw potatoes are actually a little bit dangerous to eat. Didn't know that. Yep. Geophagia, earth, soil, clay, chalk. Hyalophagia, glass. Lignophagia, wood. Lithophagia, stones. Metallophagia, metal. Mucophagia, mucus. Pagophagia, ice. Mucophagia is kind of like a a, uh, a stretch because everybody's eating mucus, especially when you have a cold. You can't help it. Yeah, but like... Probably it involves some behavior that's a little bit more 
gross. Or is this eating other people's mucus? Oh, well, if you hover your mouse over it, mucophagy is defined as the act of feeding on mucus of fishes or invertebrates. Also, it may refer to consumption of mucus or dried mucus in primates. So I, I imagine it involves like the collection of one's mucus. Mm-hmm. Plumophagia, lead. Trichophagia, hair, wool, and other fibers. Urophagia, urine. Hematophagia, vampirism, blood. Xylophagia, wood or wood products such as paper. This pattern of eating should last at least one month to meet the time diagnostic criterion of pica. Complications. Complications may occur due to the substance consumed. For example, lead poisoning may result from the ingestion of paint or paint-soaked plaster. Hairballs may cause intestinal obstruction and toxoplasma or toxocara infections may follow ingestion of feces or soil. Causes. Pica is currently recognized as a mental disorder by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, DSM-5. According to the DSM-5, mineral deficiencies are occasionally associated with pica, but biological abnormalities are rarely found. People practicing forms of pica, such as geophagy, pagophagy, and amylophagy, are more likely anemic or have low hemoglobin concentration in their blood, lower levels of red blood cells, hematocrit, or lower plasma zinc levels. Specifically, practicing geophagy is more likely to be associated with anemia or low hemoglobin. Practicing pagophagy and amylophagy is more highly associated with anemia. Additionally, children and pregnant women may be more likely to have anemia or low hemoglobin relative to the general population. Mental health conditions such as obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and schizophrenia have been proposed as causes of pica. More recently, cases of pica have been tied to the obsessive compulsive spectrum and a move has arisen to consider OCD in the cause of pica. Sensory, physiological, cultural, and psychosocial perspectives have also been used to explain the causation of pica. Citation needed. Pica may be a cultural practice not associated with a deficiency or disorder. Ingestion of kaolin, white clay, among African-American women in the U.S. state of Georgia shows the practice there to be a DSM-4 culture-bound syndrome and not selectively associated with other psychopathology. Similar kaolin ingestion is also widespread in parts of Africa. Such practices may stem from health benefits such as the ability of clay to absorb plant toxins and protect against toxic alkaloids and tannic acids. Fun fact, eating disorders like anorexia are considered to often be a very American or Western cultural disorder. Well, good for us. We're number one, right? In everything. Number one in eating disorders. Such as anorexia. I, I bet we're number one in eating disorders across the board. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I cannot confirm that. Or I can't it. confirm it either, but I'm just betting. Ah. Diagnosis. No single test confirms pica, but because pica can occur in people who have lower than normal nutrient levels and poor nutrition, malnutrition, the healthcare provider should test blood levels of iron and zinc. Hemoglobin can also be checked to test for anemia. Lead levels should always be checked in children who may have eaten paint or objects covered in lead paint dust. 
the healthcare provider should test for infection if the patient has been eating contaminated soil or animal waste. When I was in social work school, they like really drilled this in, pica being an example of a symptom where you should always refer your client to a medical professional for testing rather than jumping to mental health treatment. DSM-5. The DSM-5 posits four criteria that must be met for a person to be diagnosed with PICA. One, person must have been eating non-nutritive non-foods for at least one month. Two, this eating must be considered abnormal for the person's stage of development. Three, eating these substances cannot be associated with a cultural practice that is considered normal in the social context of the individual. Four, For people who currently have a medical condition, e.g. pregnancy or a mental disorder, e.g. autism spectrum disorder, the action of eating non-nutritive non-foods should only be considered pica if it is dangerous and requires extra medical investigation or treatment on top of what they are already receiving for their pre-existing condition. Differential Diagnosis In individuals with autism, schizophrenia, and certain physical disorders such as Klein-Levin syndrome, non-nutritive substances may be eaten. In such instances, pica should not be noted as an additional diagnosis. Interesting. I didn't know that. So if you you have autism, then, and you eat paper, they're just like, that's cool? Well, I think in that case, it would be considered a symptom rather than its own disorder. Well, it said earlier that the action of eating non-nutritive non-foods should only be considered pica if it is dangerous and requires extra medical investigation or treatment on top of what they're so if they're eating paper. They're eating a little paper here and there. It's all good, I guess. Well, because consider that in the list of examples of substances that people might eat, ice is one of them. So like if you're an autistic person eating ice, that's not going to harm you, but it's still a pica behavior. Sure. I want everybody to uh, listen to this message because it helps support the show. So check it out. Start your countdown to the most delicious Sunday of the year at Whole Foods Market. The Easter in Bloom event is on. Experience it in stores from March 29th through April 11th with irresistible deals and delights store-wide. Save on feast-worthy animal welfare certified meats like spiral-cut ham and boneless ribeye. Then add a flash of green to the scene with savings on organic asparagus. Too busy to cook? Don't sleep on their crowd-favorite catering. Find all of that plus source-for-good floral bouquets and more at your local Whole Foods Market. And we're back. Wasn't that message wonderful? And don't you feel better for having supported Wikilisten by listening to that message or non-message, depending on what you got? Treatment. Treatment for pica may vary by patient and suspected cause, e.g. child developmentally disabled, pregnant, or psychogenic, and may emphasize psychosocial, environmental, and family guidance approaches. Iron deficiency may be treatable through iron supplements or through dietary changes. An initial approach often involves screening for, and if necessary, treating any mineral deficiencies or other comorbid conditions. For pica that appears to be of psychogenic cause, therapy and medications such as SSRIs have been used successfully. However, previous reports have cautioned against the use of medication until all non-psychogenic causes have been ruled out. Looking back at the different causes of pica related to assessment, the clinician tries to develop a treatment. First, there is 
pica as a result of social attention. A strategy might be used of ignoring the person's behavior or giving them the least possible attention. If their pica is a result of obtaining a favorite item, a strategy may be used where the person is able to receive the item or activity without eating inedible items. The individual's communication skills should increase so that they can relate what they want to another person without engaging in this behavior. If pica is a way for a person to escape an activity or situation, the reason why the person wants to escape the activity should be examined and the person should be moved to a new situation. If pica is motivated by sensory feedback, an alternative method of feeling that sensation should be provided. Other non-medication techniques might include other ways for oral stimulation, such as gum, Foods such as popcorn have also been found helpful. These things can be placed in a pica box that should be easily accessible to the individual when they feel like engaging in pica. Behavior-based treatment options for pica can be useful for individuals who have a developmental disability or mental illness. Behavioral treatments have been shown to reduce pica severity by 80% in people with intellectual disabilities. These treatments may involve using positive reinforcement of normal behavior. Many use aversion therapy where the patient learns through positive reinforcement which foods are good and which ones they should not eat. Often, treatment is similar in the treatment of obsessive compulsive or addictive disorders such as exposure therapy. In some cases, treatment is as simple as addressing the fact that they have this disorder and why they may have it. A recent study classified nine such classes of behavioral intervention. Success with treatment is generally high and generally fades with age, but it varies depending on the cause of the disorder. Developmental causes tend to have a lower success rate. Treatment techniques include presentation of attention, food, or toys not contingent on pica being attempted. Differential reinforcement with positive reinforcement if pica is not attempted and consequences if pica is attempted. Discrimination training between edible and inedible items with negative consequences if pica is attempted. Visual screening with eyes covered for a short time after pica is attempted. Aversive presentation contingent on pica being attempted. One, oral taste, e.g. lemon. Two, smell sensation, e.g. ammonia. Three, physical sensation, e.g. water mist in face. Physical restraint. One, self-protection devices that prohibit placement of objects in the mouth. Two, brief restraint contingent on pica being attempted. Three, time out contingent on pica being attempted. Four, Overcorrection with attempted pica resulting in required washing of self, disposal of non-edible objects, and chore-based punishment. Wow. Yeah, that, this is getting... That seems like a lot. Yeah. Five, negative practice. Inedible object held against patient's mouth without allowing ingestion. That doesn't... That doesn't it's, sound like it would be efficacious. Most of these don't sound efficacious. Efficacious, what does that mean? That means effective? Basically. Okay. In that case, I can say I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need to do some research. Epidemiology. The prevalence of pica is difficult to establish because of differences in definition and the reluctance of patients to admit to abnormal cravings and ingestion. 
thus leading to the prevalence recordings of pica among at-risk groups being in the range of 8% to 65% depending on the study. Based on compiled self-report and interview data of pregnant and postpartum women, pica is most prevalent geographically in Africa with an estimated prevalence of 44.8%, followed by North and South America 23% and Eurasia 17.5%. Factors associated with pica in this population were determined to be anemia and low levels of education, both of which are associated with low socioeconomic backgrounds. Two studies of adults with intellectual disabilities living in institutions found that 21.8% and 25.8% of these groups had pica. Prevalence rates for children are unknown. Young children commonly place non-nutritious material in their mouths. This activity occurs in 75% of 12-month-old infants and 15% of 2- to 3-year-old children. One time when I was two, I ate watercolors. <laughs> in institutionalized children with mental disabilities, pica occurs in 10- to 33%. Are you one of those people who can rem remember things when they were two years old? Yeah, I am. History. The condition currently known as pica was first described by Hippocrates. The term pica originates in the Latin word for magpie, pica, a bird famed for its unusual eating behaviors and believed to eat almost anything. The Latin may have been a translation of a Greek word meaning both magpie, jay, and pregnancy craving, craving for strange food. In 13th century Latin work, clarification needed, Pica was referenced by the Greeks and Romans when, however, it was not addressed in medical texts until 1563. In the southern United States in the 1800s, geophagia was a common practice among the slave population. Geophagia is a form of pica in which the person consumes earthly substances such as clay and is particularly prevalent to augment a mineral deficient diet. Noteworthy is that the kaolin was consumed by West Africans enslaved in the southeastern United States, particularly the Georgia Belt, due to the anti-diarrheal qualities in the treatment of dysentery and other abdominal ailments. The practice of consuming kaolin rocks was thereafter studied scientifically, the result of which led to the subsequent pharmaceutical commercialization of kaolinite, the clay mineral contained in kaolin. Kaolinite became the active ingredient in drugs such as kaopectate and peptobismol, although the formulations have since found additional active ingredients to replace kaolinite. I didn't know that about kaopectate and peptobismol. Wow. Yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Research on eating disorders from the 16th to the 20th centuries suggests that during that time in history, pica was regarded more as a symptom of other disorders rather than its own specific disorder. Even today, what could be classified as pica behavior is a normative practice in some cultures as part of their beliefs, healing methods, or religious ceremonies. Prior to the elimination of the category of feeding disorders in infancy and early childhood, which is where pica was classified from the DSM-5, pica was primarily diagnosed in children. However, since the removal of the category, psychiatrists have started to diagnose pica in people of all ages. Animals. Unlike in humans, pica in dogs or cats may be a sign of immune-mediated 
hemolytic anemia, especially when it involves eating substances such as tile grout, concrete dust, and sand. Dogs exhibiting this form of pica should be tested for anemia with a complete blood count or at least hematocrit levels. Although several theories have been proposed by experts to explain pica in animals, insufficient evidence exists to prove or disprove any of them. Wow. I have a cat. Our cats like to eat weird things. Okay, so one of my cat, Dizzy, loves to eat tool, like loves to rip it apart and eat it. Tool? Tool. It's like a a material for fashion. They use it in, like, usually the under part of a ballerina skirt, you know, that puffy, webbed, close-knit material is tool. Ah. And so, like, the cat likes to rip it apart because it sticks its nails in it. But I think Mm. it has more to do with fun Mm -hmm. than anything else. Well, is he actually ingesting it or is he just like ripping into it and biting it apart? He's ingesting a little bit of it. He does because he's a he's a he's a goofy cat. And he also eats plants sometimes. We have to keep them away from him. Yeah, that's a cat behavior. Yeah, it's a cat behavior, but it's not nutritious for the cat. (laughs) We also have a cat who likes olives and ginger cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have cats and one of them used to love to eat muffins, especially bran muffins. Great. This has been the Wikipedia page for Pika Disorder. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, please let us know. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.